Game on! It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello, welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Now we have a lot to get to with our WDC head coaches as they can finally get outside and get some consistency with their respective activities. We have Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff on next to talk all about it. Time out. Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball. Booyah. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. And coach, haven't been able to get out much onto the field since we last spoke, but what's been up with your team? Oh, we're just uh, continuing to stay ready. Um, practicing outside has, has been nice uh, to get some, some work in uh, on the baseball field versus the gym. And we've tried to incorporate some, some live game action where uh, Thunberg, Coach Thunberg and myself uh, threw live uh, on Tuesday to, to give kids live at-bats and live looks defensively so that uh, when we start playing games again, uh, we're ready to go. And how important is it from a coaching perspective to be able to see these guys out on a baseball field doing live stuff like he talked about versus being in a gym, hitting in the cage, and being limited that way? Yeah, it, it allows you to get a, a good perspective on, on where a kid's at, uh, whether it's offensively or defensively, because uh, it stretches things out when you're outside. Uh, the throws are the right distance. Um, Batting-wise or offensively, you get to see how the ball's traveling off the bat and if a kid's really driving the ball. So getting that perspective of where the kids are at uh, is nice. That way um, gives you a little better idea of, of where kids belong in the lineup. And out of offensively, defensively, base running, what kind of what area of the game do you think is best helped actually being outside and getting to do it? Obviously, all are, but which area do you think is really just being able to be outside just helps us see this area so much clearer than the other areas? Uh, certainly defensively, because you got a real baseball field to work with. Uh, Batting uh, or offensive doesn't change a whole lot uh, once you step outside, but uh, defensively the the throws are longer. Uh, you got uh, true hops uh, that are going to be uh, from an infield grass or, or infield dirt versus a gym floor. Uh, so a lot of that uh, takes shape when when you step outside uh, from a defensive standpoint. Talk about your Wolverine Player of the Week this week, Tyson Bartle. How much does he mean for your team? Uh, Tyson is huge. Uh, he's willing to, to catch and pitch a lot, and it's a lot to ask a, a player to do both, especially sometimes on, on both ends of a doubleheader uh, or back-to-back days or you know back-to-back games uh, when you're playing two games in one day, sometimes in the playoffs. Um, he's been a, a scrappy uh, player that uh, just uh, finds a way to get it done and, and shows up every day. Uh, with the mentality of of wherever I'm needed, I'm going to be ready to go. And and, um, he's had some great performances on the mound already, uh, throwing a lot of strikes, uh, giving his team a chance uh, to play well behind him. And and, uh, I'm happy for him. It's his senior year, and and he's got uh, goals of doing well this year, and he's off to a good start. And, you know, one of the things he mentioned in our Player of the Week interview is that pitching or catching, he just loves having the ball in his hands every single pitch and being involved in the game. Do you see that with him out there, just that kind of gamer mentality? He just wants to be out there? 
Yeah, yeah, he's not going to show it uh, expression-wise, but uh, I know that uh, he has a passion for the game of baseball, and and um, pitching and catching does involve you in every pitch, every play of the game, and uh, you have to be focused um, to be able to play those positions and be there on every pitch because uh, you can't take a pitch off or it's going to show. So uh, he does a great job of, of staying engaged and, and has that uh, competitive fire um, to, to go get it done on a daily basis. Now, Kyle, we're recording this on Thursday morning here, and but uh, you guys have some games upcoming. Just kind of, if you can, preview those. And for people listening on the radio Saturday morning, uh, what, what uh, I guess, for you guys to get those wins and the games you have coming up, what do you want to see out of your team? Uh, well, continuing to play well defensively. Um, as far as uh, our pitchers, is, is throw strikes. It all comes down to throwing strikes. Don't give free passes. Uh, and then offensively, it's just having quality at bats, putting the ball in play hard, um, go deep in the count, falling off some pitches, you know, put the ball in play with two strikes, uh, and, and clutching up and getting that hit with runners in scoring position. Um, baseball is a simple game. Keep it simple and continue to do those things, and, and our kids will be all right. As far as Monaga, uh, doubleheader here Thursday, they uh, split with Mills, so we know that they're going to be a tough competitor in the conference and going to be right up there. Um, and anytime you have a doubleheader, it is extremely hard to sweep a doubleheader because uh, you got to play well for 14 innings. And then, uh, and then Sabika on Friday, they're going to be young, but they got some some leaders at the top there in, in Tellers. Um, and Stevens, who are some, some great ball players mixed in with some young talent. Um, they could beat anybody on any given day. So our guys just got to show up prepared and ready to go and, and take care of business. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. Coach, appreciate the time, and glad you guys are finally able to start getting back out onto the field and getting into those games. Yeah, thanks, CJ, and we're ready to get back out there. WDC Baseball looking to get back out onto the field again. Well, we have more Wolverines weekly to come, including an interview with head softball coach Brooke Umland next. Don't go anywhere. Wolverines Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. On Wolverines Weekly, we're chatting with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umlin. And coach, uh, were you guys able to get in any games over the last week? And if so, what were they? And how do you think your team played? Yeah, we were able to play uh, Tuesday night in Swanville against Long Prairie. We won 15-5. to We played really, really well that game. Our bats really came alive. Um, we had a big three-run home run from Jenna Dykoff, which was always exciting. And then we play Swanville again tonight here in Wadena. And so with uh, kind of the, the spring and with the way it's gone, you guys have had to be a little bit flexible with where you play, who you play, and kind of what time. Uh, talk about that process and just how your team has responded throughout kind of the chaotic spring. Yeah, the athletic directors in the area have been fantastic. I know the Swanville game in Wadena, after we play Swanville, Bertha Hewitt-Verndell is playing Swanville here. And uh, Tuesday night when we were in Swanville playing against Long Prairie, that came after Long Prairie played Swanville. So there's wherever teams are able to get onto the field right now, it's kind of happening. Our girls have been incredible about, you know, the last minute uh, location changes and things like that, but we're just happy to be outside playing softball. And what's it been like in practice throughout the week? Have you been able to get outside? And if so, just kind of how nice is it to be back out onto the dirt, onto the diamond and being able to just get out of the gym and play ball? Yeah, we absolutely love being outside. 
it's been a little chilly this week at practice, so we have girls out there in parkas running ba- the bases and things like that. But anytime we're outside, we're we have smiles on our girls' faces, and it's just a lot of fun to be able to be outside actually playing softball instead of being in a gym hitting ground balls at them. And, you know, for you guys to be able to get those more games underneath your belt and to kind of develop, where do you see as kind of an area over just the first handful of games where you've really seen your team start to develop throughout the year? I think our team chemistry has been fantastic. We've turned at least a double play in every single game that we've played. So that's really exciting to see that. Um, Our middle infielders are just fantastic, trusting each other, knowing where they are. Our pitching has been really good. Uh, Montana Karsten has been absolutely lights out for us. So that's, that's awesome to have early on in the season, and we're just working harder at that. Our bats are starting to come alive, which is exciting for us moving forward because that's always been a strength. Um, and I think our, our biggest asset we have, we're a pretty good base running team. So when we're on the bases, I think that's where we're most dangerous. And just talk about that, the base running ability you have. What do you think makes your team a strong base running team, and how do you plan as a coach to kind of utilize that through the year? Yeah, we have really fast girls, and even our girls that aren't necessarily playing but come in and pitch pinch running rolls and things like that there's just a lot of speed and we have a lot of aggressive girls on the base paths and we just have some smart softball players and so if they're able to take an extra base they're going to do that um I, we have lola pulver she's probably the fastest girl i've ever seen on the base path so that's really exciting to have girls like that out there who can just absolutely tear it up for us and we're able to kind of push across some other runs that we might not get just because of how aggressive we are and how quick we are on the pa- base paths And you kind of mentioned that, too, because as much as people think of base running, they just think of stealing or they think of things like that. But it's also what you mentioned there is taking good routes and just kind of having that high uh, softball IQ. How much what's kind of the the divide? How much of it is is that you guys have really uh, kind of that speed? And also, how much does it help to kind of have that uh, that mind on the base pass and knowing the right routes and angles and, and all that? Yeah, it's really important. And I think we luck out because we have a lot of quick girls that understand the you know, this is a scenario where I'm able to take an extra base. You know, if there's a pass ball or things like that, we have girls that don't hesitate. And then you add that speed on top of it. Uh, we're just really lucky that our smart base runners are also really quick. So, yeah, we're grateful for that. And so with uh, with this season, as you guys kind of navigate through through the next few weeks, what are you looking out of your team now as you start to hopefully get more consistent game schedule? Uh, what's been the message to your team of, hey, we really want to improve on X, Y, and Z if we want to get to where we want to be this year? Yeah, we talked a lot about how we're kind of to the spot where we expected to be at the beginning of the season with how we're fielding the ball, but also how we're hitting the ball. And we want to just keep building on that. We say every day, you know, we need to keep the momentum going and, and build upon that. And our girls are really taking to that. Um, our senior leadership with the girls, we need to make sure that we're staying focused and stuff like that has been excellent. But we're just at a point now where we, we like where we're at. We know we can get better. And we've seen the improvement from the games that we've had this these first five games. So we're excited to continue rolling forward and hopefully get even better than we are now. And you talk about that senior leadership. How important has that been for your team in the early weeks of the season and also uh, just for you as a first-time head coach? It's incredible. We have five phenomenal seniors. We have Ella Strowing, Haley Kircher, Haley Dickey, Mercedes Schultz, um, and they're just absolutely phenomenal in everything that they do with leading girls and, and trying to get them doing what they're they're supposed to be doing they've been around this weather situations and things like that they're constantly picking each other up so we're just excited we love having them the younger girls look up to them um, on the field and off the field they're also great students Um, I think I said Madeline Gallant and I hope I said Madeline Gallant Um, but they just are 
you know, great kids to be around. And we love the fact that whether it's a, an eighth grader asking them a question, a junior asking them a question, they're always there to answer it. And they don't, you know, make anybody feel bad for asking questions. But they're also the first ones in the dugout to stand up and cheer on a teammate when they're doing something well. So we are so grateful to have the five seniors that we do on our team. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umlin. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck with your games throughout the next week. And, again, really glad that uh, everybody's able to get out and start playing again. Thank you so much. Always fun to catch up with these coaches and get to see them back out onto the fields and getting to play because as somebody who's played high school ball, I can tell you being in the gym for a month is incredibly frustrating. So awesome for the coaches, the kids, and everybody to be able to get back out onto the field and playing again. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk with another spring sports program that's ready to get back outside, and that's track and field. We have a conversation with head coach Mark Reynolds coming up next on KWAD. This is Wolverines Weekly. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break wolverines weekly on kwad your home for wadena deer creek athletics is kwad here's more wolverines weekly Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds. And, Coach, you're able to get outside a little bit this week. Talk a little bit more about that. What were you guys able to do? Yeah, we were uh, we were in Perm on Tuesday uh, for our first outdoor meet of the year. Um, so it was a good, you know, good to finally get to that point where we could be, com- you know, competing outdoors and all the new kids um, getting their, you know, first taste of what, you know, what an outdoor meet is coming coming off of, you know, a few of the indoors that we had. Um, so a good experience just to kind of see how things operate at outdoor meets. It's a track meets are, there's a lot of things going on. And so kids have to learn how to do things um, independently. There's not always going to be a coach there to, to, you know, bring them to events and tell them what they need to be doing all the time. So they, they need to learn, they need to learn some things. Um, but overall, you know, on the on the track and field performance end of things, you know, things things went really well. Our girls ended up taking second uh, second as a team behind Perham, um, you know, ahead of a few teams from our conference like Mills and and um, Berthy with Burndale and OTC. Um, so the, so those are those are good things, you know. Looking, you know, or as we move forward, our boys were mid pack. Um, we um we had some 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 solid performances from <clears throat> our boys four by eight and um a couple other relays did pretty well our boys four by two um on the girls side we had um um isabel larson continues to do well in in events uh jump in long jump she was first uh pole vault went well for her. i think the relay she was we had a couple relays took second place girls four by one and the girls uh, four by two um and then uh, we actually had Gracie Arm took first. She swept the throw, throwing events. She won the shot put and the discus. Um, and uh, she actually hit a big, uh, big personal record in the shot put, like 34 feet nine inches. Um, and that actually is a, a top 10 in our uh, school record book in the shot put. That puts her, I think, with the sixth, sixth best um, shot throw um, in school history. So, so yeah, that was it. Was a good meet overall. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the performance like that for Gracie. Uh, is that something that uh, kind of her first outdoor meet, obviously, you're able to get outside and, and do some of that. But is this something that you kind of saw coming from her? Did you kind of think that she had this in her this early in the season to put a performance in like that? 
Yeah, I mean, she's been through well all year, you know, and last year she's, you know, she was one of our top throwers as an eighth grader. Um, so you know what's going to happen. Um, she's been really consistent at the indoors, so, and that's kind of what, you you know, in those field events, whether it's jumping or throwing, um, you know, you're looking for the kids to get consistent, and then you're going to see where, you know, they can pop a big jump or a big throw here and there, and then eventually those those throws become the consistent level. So, you know, she was real consistent throwing, you know, 31, 32 feet this year, you know, opening things up, and then, um, you know, you get outdoors and, and, and um, you know, you just never know what, what can happen. So good for her to see that. And, you know, you kind of get stuck in a little bit of a lull there and kids get frustrated by that because they're kind of, you see the same throw every, every, um, every meet over and over and over again. But you just, you know, remind them that, you know, it's going to come, you know, you hit, you hit a big jump or a big throw. And, and, and um, so it was a nice way for her to open up the, the outdoor, uh, the outdoor season. We actually, we swept the um, both, you know, her winning the the shot and the disc. But for Ellie Hale, <clears throat> who's a senior, um, she was second place in both of those. So that was uh, that was big as well. And you know, you talk about getting outside, and there's obviously a lot of excitement being able to have that first outdoor meet. And do you feel like you kind of have to to calm stu- uh, your uh, athletes down a little bit, or do you feel like that it kind of locks them in when it's their first one after being stuck inside for so long? Um, you know, they're always excited to get out and, and get to meet. Um, and, um, you know, it takes, there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of, you know, trying to get them to focus just cause there's so much stuff going on at track meets and their first meet and they're excited. And, you know, they see, you know, you see all these other kids from area schools and things. So you, you got to remind them of, you know, what we're here to do, you know, we want to have fun and enjoy the moment, but we're, we're here to compete and, and, you know, at the, at the best of our abilities. So, um, but as time goes on, they get more comfortable with that and and what they're doing and what their jobs are. And, and, uh, we just keep moving forward. And, you know, with the season kind of starting later for the outdoor uh, track and field season, you know, when you look at kind of the the learning curve that you have with an athlete, especially maybe a younger one, does that learning curve kind of shrink up or how do you adjust that since they obviously have a little bit longer to get outside and the meets kind of get shrunk down a little bit? How do you and your coaching staff kind of approach the development when it takes a little bit longer to get outside? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the events change a little bit, you know, your, your short sprints go from, you know, a 60 meter dash indoors or a 60 meter hurdle event indoors to, to outdoors at a hundred, you know, hundred meter dash or the hurdles, um, you know, so there is some adjustments there and then you add in like the 300 hurdles outdoors, um, you know, so there's some, some different things that, that, that you have to do to, to, you know, adjust to those distances. Um, but, uh, you know, you just kind of take it in stride and we do our best to, you know, we're fortunate to have the walking track above the, the gyms here at the high school that we can, you know, we can practice some of that stuff on all year, you know, indoors, and then obviously going to the indoor meets and things. And then when we get outside, you know, it's just, practicing those and we you know these all these track meets are you know essentially you know practice meets for for the big meets you know further on down the line um and um but you know as a whole we you know we're we're um we're we're essentially doing very similar things you know from outdoor season and indoor season um it's just nice to be able to get on a track and get outside and be able to run on grass and things like that instead of uh um, it gets a little tough on kids' legs running on the walking track or on the gym floor day in and day out, um, you know, so I think on the training end of things, it's just nice to, 
to have a little bit of a, a you know a break to be able to run on the track you know there's a little more cushion there with a rubberized track or you know being able to do things on the football field out, out outside or in the grass around there um, just gives the kids a little a little less um, you know impact um, over and over um, you know with their legs and things so that that tends to t- kind of help them stay healthier and and um, and so forth. And last question for you here, Coach. The first handful of weeks of the season, who have been a couple athletes on your team that you've looked at and you said, you know what, they might not quite have the stats uh, that some of the more top athletes do, but we're really impressed with their development and really impressed with how they've been coming along this year. Who are a few that come to mind for you? You know, we're starting to see some 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 things from some, some of the boys and the girls. Um, you know, obviously, like I, I had mentioned before, like Gracie Arm and Ellie Hale are, are throwing really well right now. Um, we've had a couple, a uh, couple of kids, um, on, on the running end of things. Emma Schmitz is one. Um, she's been, she missed a couple of indoor meets. Um, and, uh, so it's, she got out to, you know, the last out indoor meet and the first outdoor meet she's, she's been running well in the 400. Um, she's been open about, she's tried a couple of 800s as well. Um, <clears throat> another, another thrower is Macy Gaden. Um, this is, kind of her first year of full-on throwing um and uh, she picked up a fifth place finish uh in the shot put on tuesday um just kind of been you know focusing on the technique and things and really really picking picking things up there um we've had some nice nice performances from some younger girls eva pulver's another one a seventh grader that's a hurdler and a sprinter for us um so and um you know, girls like Lydia Oldakowski and Britta Sweeney and Layla Sharp are all are all filling filling nice voids to you know in our sprinting crew and um, some of the other uh, distance kids, middle distance, um, Amber Collins and Allie Pavic and um, um, Noel Spicer, Leah Osberg have all been um, doing doing good things. Um, on the boys' side, we've got, we have a lot of ninth and tenth graders. Some are brand new to track. Um, kids, kids like Micah Segovia, um, Atori Pinella, uh, Tate and Lehman um, are all kids that are that are um, doing a lot of things for us: running, jumping, hurdling, and um, it's important to have have kids like that that are. Um, um, you know, being open-minded to help help the team and, and uh, jump on relays when we need, you know, somebody to fill in on a relay because of an injury, um, you know, and then we have some young kids like Tanner Collins and uh, Ryan Erickson, um, you know, who are just 7th and 8th graders. Cooper Damlow is another one um, that are that are doing really well for us as junior high kids and they're going to they're going to see some some varsity action at those big meets later in the year so um we're excited to see see how these kids you know progress every meet you see some of these new kids and brand new kids you always see big jumps from them and uh so it's fun to see it's fun to see them get excited about you know getting one two you know second prs in in running events or you know one two foot you know um personal records in, in jumping events too so um, yeah, it'll be a, the month of May should be, it'll be busy, but it should be a lot of fun watching, watching these kids compete. <clears throat> We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach, Mark Reynolds coach, appreciate the time and glad you guys are finally able to get back outside with those meets. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
That's Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds. And with Coach Reynolds, you know, he was really glad to talk about the career achievements of some of his players over the last week. But also, you know, he got really excited talking about the developing players. And as coaches and teachers and whatever they are, you know, they really love to see the development part of things almost as much as the results. You like to see kids take that step and develop and become better and better. And to get to the point where they can be highly productive, they still have to get through that point where they learn and grow. And uh, you can tell he was just really glad to talk about all those kids that are taking those next steps forward with the track and field program. More Wolverines Weekly to come on KWAD. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. And, Coach, finally able to get out onto the course. How excited are you, and uh, what were you able to get accomplished this week? Oh, it was great. I think it was just so nice to finally get outside and just have that opportunity for the kids to get to play. They've waited so long being in the gym and just sitting there watching the snow. And So I think ultimately it was that was more appealing than anything just to have an opportunity to play and then you know on top of it we um we had some good results at home so tuesday we were at home we do a what we call a mid-men conference so it's five different teams um we we go to each other's place and um eventually the kids if they score well enough get an opportunity to be all conference out of that um and at our first one here at home we ended up having the medalist which we haven't had for a couple of years either so uh cole woods ended up shooting a 75 uh which was a very good score the greens weren't mowed they weren't ready they the course wasn't even technically open but but our staff at, at wadena was really good about letting us play and um so we were very thankful for that um so that was really fun to see he played very well um probably his best round in competition um, and then we got some other guys that just got the opportunity to play that, um, you know, wanted to get some experience and, and that alone was fun just to get some different guys into the lineup. Um, let's see. And I have it here. I just have to remember all my lineups. I don't have it in front of me, but, uh, you know, the other guys that played, um, sorry, here I have a Jager Pettit, Philip Ross, the Chateau Lore, um, Nick Wright and, and, uh, Jackson Brown got an opportunity to play they didn't score great, uh, but it gave them a place to start and an opportunity, uh, you know, to move up the ladder. And, and um, so as a team, we didn't score fantastic. But one of the nice things when you have the medalist, when you have, you know, the person with the lowest score, you get a couple of bonus points. And that actually helped us uh, bump up one spot. So all in all, that was good. And then um, yesterday, Thursday, we were able to travel to Detroit Lakes. Um, which was a, a nice experience too. That's just an invite. So that's uh, basically just a tournament. And there was, uh, you know, a good turnout there. We had quite a few teams. Uh, again, I don't have the amount of teams in front of me, but I want to say there's about 47 players. Uh, and again, we had some nice scores. We had some guys that, um, you know, showed some some improvement. First off, we had Cole Woods again played very well. He ended up seventh place out of 47. He he shot 69, and that, that course is a little bit shorter, so it's a par 64, uh, but it's it's challenging. The greens are tricky, so that was a very good score. Jager Pettit improved. He had an 82. Philip Ross uh, played much better. He had an 85. Uh, Bradley Moltz and Broden Vitito got a chance to go to some varsity meets, too, and Bradley played very well with an 85. Broden had a 99. 
Um, and I shot, I shot two lower, had a 107. So he improved and, and Broden got some nice experience as well. So it was nice again, just to, um, to get everybody out, give them an opportunity to score. We got some different guys in the lineup. We actually go tomorrow again to Staples and I, uh, have a lot of those guys in there, but one or two new guys as well, just to see if we can get a whole bunch of guys, some, some experience and some scores, uh, you know, cause in golf, we have to start to figure out as the season goes along who should be in that top six. I mean, a lot of stuff you guys were able to get in, especially considering uh, just being held back for the first you know, few weeks of the season. Just how great was it to get everybody outside again? And how, I mean, just could you tell it off uh, off your golfers just being outside and their excitement getting out there? I think that was more than anything. You know, they want to play well, but, you know, the upside to that is, number one, you're just excited to be out there. And, and then number two, if you don't play great, it's okay. We didn't even really get to practice, not true practice. Uh, you know, we'd get some chipping and putting. We hit at the range, got a few holes in. But, you know, again, quite honestly, to have that first home meet um, and, and to have any scores in the 70s alone was, was promising. And then, again, just to have guys get out there, like you said, just the fact of, of playing and just getting the feel and remembering why we signed up for this after we waited a month for it in the snow and so I think, yeah, that, that definitely, you know, that opportunity just to get there. In fact, yesterday we went a little earlier than we usually would for a meet just because we have hardly gotten to practice too. So I got them there in time to be able to hit some balls and practice around the greens, you know, probably a half hour before some of the other teams got there. And that, that alone, the kids were excited about just to get some more opportunities to start to get ready for the season. And, you know, you mentioned with Cole, his achievements in uh, the meet that you had in Wadena. Uh, you know, just talk about what was working for him that day and just how special that was. Because like you said, it's not something that happens very often to have as good of a score in that environment as he did. Well, I, you know, I think what the biggest thing was is, you know, the challenge in this sport, and we talked about this as coaches yesterday, um, is if you don't get off to a good start, it's easier to get down, to get frustrated, much like in a hockey or basketball game or any other sport, you get behind and you can get frustrated, you can get angry, you can get down. And and Cole has continued to, to grow on that where he, you know, so technically his score at the end of the day was three over par. He was four over par through the first three holes. He didn't have a real great start. You know, again, the greens were bumpy. I think he started out bogey, double bogey, bogey, and then, you know, to grind through the rest of the round, make some birdies, make a bunch of pars, came in and made a really good birdie on 18. I think that, that was a big step, you know, for him. If you want to be the low guy of the day, you want to be all conference, those types of things, have a chance to go to the state tournament, you've got to be really mentally tough, and, and he's come a long ways with that, and I think success in other sports a lot of times helps with that. Um, and then I think for the other guys too, is just, you know, a couple of them didn't play their best at home on Tuesday. And I told them that same thing. You regroup on Thursday and it was nice to see, you know, like I said, Jager and Phil, you know, really improved in their scores. And, you know, so it's good for a lot of them. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach, Scott Woods and coach appreciate the time and glad you guys are able to get out onto the course again. And hopefully we can talk about more about you guys getting out onto the greens in the coming weeks. Sounds good. Thanks again for the coverage. And now we move things over to talk about the girls' golf team. And when we caught up with head coach Kevin Ross, he was in the middle of a pretty wet and cold meet. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls' golf coach Kevin Ross. And Kevin, great to have you back on the show for the spring. And we're talking to you right now over in Cross Lake. You're at a meet right now. So what's it been like uh, this season? How many meets have you been out to? 
Um, this would be our second one. The first one actually was here earlier in the week because um, they were open, and the one today was supposed to be in Bemidji, but they're not even close to open. So we're back here again. They decided to move it over here. All right, and what's it been like the first few weeks of the season? Kind of what have you been able to get done, kind of uh, battling the elements, and how have you kind of been able to try and make up for that? Um, you really can't. We've done earlier in the year, I mean, we hit at the Maz a little bit, and then that gets a little old too. So then we just came out to the clubhouse and I set up some putting and chipping stuff in the clubhouse, and then we went out as soon as we could. So. Sure. And so what's the makeup of the WDC girls golf team this season? How many girls do you have out? Kind of what's the breakdown by grade? What do you, what's uh, the outlook for your team this year? I rely on a lot on my memory. So, um, so we have 11 girls out um, from eighth grade to we have one senior that that's Kayla Meeks. And unfortunately she has a ACL that hopefully she'll be back first part of June so we can have her for section. So um, mostly 10th and 11th graders. And so a lot of kind of that uh, mid-high school kind of level, what's it like kind of seeing these girls come through and kind of what's your expectation of the team this season? Um, it's We continue to grow because this is, I think, the third third year now we've been doing it since we started over again. Um, and the girls first meet out of the first meet out you know, probably shaved five or six strokes off the first round last year piece. So we'll see what happens today. And like we talked about earlier, you're out in Cross Lake as we speak uh, at a golf tournament right now. So what's uh, what are the conditions like and just what are you seeing out of your golfers or kind of what's uh, what's the hope for them at this one? Um, right now it's raining in about 44. So my hope is that they all brought enough warm clothes, which I think they did. But uh, the course, um, I see probably 30% snow banks on the edges, but they've mowed the greens, and, and it's it's a really nice track. They have 27 holes, and and it's just kind of we've, we've we're paired with two of the top um, <laughs> two of the top teams in the state, DL for 3A and Pequot Girls for for 2A. So. I'm sure the nerves are a little bit, but we'll see. And we'll see what happens. And you know the important part, like you said, it's been tough to kind of practice indoors and slowly work your way in. So how important is it just to get out here and know the conditions aren't ideal, but to still just be out golfing and getting that live experience that they need? Um, it's it's huge because you know you can only hit so many range balls before you kind of get bored. Um, you need to play and. We couldn't find very many girls meet this year, so we have to take as many as we can get. And I've just added actually a couple nine-hole meets at our course sure. um, later in May for to get everybody at least a couple more before sections. And so what does that upcoming schedule look like for the next week or so? What's on the agenda? Where do you guys have coming up? I think we were at Blueberry on Monday, and then we'll have a nine-hole with um, – Perm girls, they'll bring over 30 or so girls, so we'll play nine holes on Thursday. And then the next Monday, we're at Park Rapids, I believe. That's where the mid-state is, so we'll be back there in a couple weeks after that, too. So, 
All right, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls golf coach Kevin Ross out in Cross Lake right now where his girls golf team is competing. Kevin, great to have you back on the program. We look forward to chatting with you throughout the golf season. All right, thank you. And as we wrap up the show, we have one more interview that we did earlier this week. So here you go. Another Wolverine player of the week. This time we're talking with Tyson Bartle. He's a senior on the baseball team. Tyson, how's your season been going so far? It's been going good. We've had two doubleheaders and we're 4-0. Tyson, your coaches have talked about your ability not just as a pitcher, but also as a catcher. Talk about that multi-positional flexibility. How much does that benefit you as a player? Oh, yeah. I love pitching and just on the off days, I only can pitch so often. So on the off days, I'm not pitching. I love catching because I'm still involved in all the action. I get the ball in my hands every single play because I either catch the ball or I'm the one throwing the ball. What are your goals in your senior season, Tyson, and what's it like to be a leader on this ball club? It's good to be a senior because all the guys look up to you and you can try to end on getting back to the state tournament. As a senior, what do you appreciate most about WDC baseball? The atmosphere of the team during practice, during games, before games. The atmosphere and being around all the guys is great. Best of luck the rest of the season, Tyson. Thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.